Good afternoon. You're listening to KGPR Great Falls at 89.9 FM, and welcome to Electric City Currents. I am Matt Donnelly, and on the phone with me is one of the founding members of KGPR Public Radio, Arlene Reichert. Welcome. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. And always a pleasure. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Well, I just turned 98 years old. Wow. I'm pretty ancient. If, if I started talking about myself, I could go on and on. <laughs> I don't want to do that. That's okay. About public radio. But I do want to say that I just feel so blessed to be in this community. And I, it was just a fate. You know, when I met my husband, mm-hmm. uh, he was a Montana farm boy who had been in the service. And he was stationed in Buffalo, New York. And that's my hometown. I was born and raised there. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, on Christmas Day, 1942, the USO sponsored a party. And it was a really big party inviting all the service people in the area. And he was stationed in Niagara Falls, which is about 27 miles from Gray Falls, mm. from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And in any case... He came to the party at the Lafayette Hotel, and fortunately, my mother and her friends decided to have dinner at that hotel. It was all just fate, because that one day, Christmas Day in 42, mm-hmm. just changed the pattern of my life. <laughs> he was, uh, as I say, he was from Laurel, Montana, and after three years later, we had been corresponding while he was in service. and. When we were married, it, we decided to live in Great Falls, Montana. Mm. And I'm so glad. And that was in 1945. Right after the war. For a long time. <laughs> and so uh, I was very young when I was married. I was only 19. And here I am, 98. <laughs> I fell in love with Montana. You know, people warned about the cold, but it was never like Buffalo. Yeah. And have those nice, warm Chinook winds. Buffalo gets snow and it stays. Mm-hmm. And in Gray Falls, you know, the snow doesn't last that long. But yeah. It's always a, it's a dry cold. But the climate aside, I just love Gray Falls. But I wasn't very happy with the uh, lack of public radio here. Mm. And over the years... Even when I was very young and I went back east or anywhere, California, to rel- visit relatives, there was always public radio. Hmm. And my relatives and friends would say, well, don't you have public radio there? And I said, no, we don't. And what a shortcoming that was. Yeah. And when I and when I come home from those trips, I would tell everybody, my friends and my neighbors and my family, boy, I miss public radio. So we did something about that. Hmm. And can you tell us how you founded KGPR? Well, there was a group of us, people who felt the way I did. Why don't we have public radio in Great Falls? We knew they had it in Missoula. And so this small group got together, and we said, let's try to piggyback on Missoula's system, because Missoula offered that. They had their station since the 60s, and this was 83. And so we made a proposition. Said, Can we please piggyback on your system? We'll pay you mm-hmm. so much, and then we can listen to public radio. And they agreed. And so 
the few of us. You know, a lot of those people are gone now, but Gordon Johnson is still here. You know, he was the orchestra mm-hmm. conductor at that time for the symphony. And Tom Katinsky, I think he was city editor of the Tribune. He is a very important Great, yep. Great Falls Tribune journalist. And then there was there were other people like uh, Sidney Graham. She was a writer from San Francisco, and she just missed public radio. And then my employer, Dr. Jack Simfley, he was the director of McLaughlin Research. I was the assistant director. And so both of us were public radio fans. And then there was a young lawyer. His name was Bruce McKenzie. Mm-hmm. And so the few of us got together, and we said, let's see what we can do. And that's when I mentioned that we um, got in touch with Missoula, and through the help of a local guy who was a, an engineer, his name was Jim Van Cleef, he agreed to be our engineer, and boy, did we, did we need him, because <laughs> the whole system was very cumbersome then. You know, we didn't have all the electronic advantages we had now. He used to have to go up in the mountains and see what was wrong when, when our equipment would fail. Oh, wow. We, we got it started, and it was so wonderful. We were happy to have the Missoula system, but we wanted to have some local programming. Of course, now you know, because you're part of the local programming mm-hmm. here in Great Falls. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of the other uh, affiliates have the kind of system we have. Mm-mm. Do they? Do you know, Matt? Do any of them? Well, not very, not very much. Uh, other than, uh, other than we're the only uh, public radio station in town, and we uh, definitely broadcast from north, all around north central Montana. Mm-hmm. And so we were very unique, and so uh, we really thought, well, maybe Missoula will bend over backwards to try to help us to really enjoy the station. And so one of the things, the most important thing that I recall that they did is they said, well, on Monday night, we broadcast the Missoula City Council. I have to tell you, Matt, even the people in Missoula were mm. kind of bored mm. with the Missoula City Council. And they said, if you want to, in Gray Falls, we had a little a little office we threw together, and we were allowed to have that, in the, thank goodness, in the Paris Gibson building. Oh, wow. And, yeah, they gave us a little nook there, and we could put some, we got very basic equipment, and we put it in that little room. And Ooh. they said, on Monday night, if you want to, you can preempt that Missoula City Council. And what we will do is we will send you these huge reel-to-reel tapes. Sometimes <laughs> it would be the St. Paul group. Sometimes it would be St. Louis Symphony. But it was always a beautiful symphony. Wow. Said, we can't provide people to do it. You're going to have to do it yourselves. And so those of us on the board, I think there were about eight of us, we said, well, we'll take turns, and we'll go to the Paris Gibson Square on Monday night, and we'll pre- when you turn that city council off, we'll put these huge reels on. But somebody will have to be there to change the reels because it's going to run down. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to... You have to and it wasn't the system we have now, which is nice and compact. It was huge. Those real, the reels were really big. And I, for one, was not noted for my manual dexterity, but I mm-hmm. took my turn like everybody else. And the funniest thing that happened during that period, 
Uh, Dr. Stimsling, who was my employer, was a brilliant scientist, and he loved music. Mm-hmm. But he loved music to the point where one night when he was on duty on a Monday night, I was listening. Fortunately, I only live a few blocks from Paris Gibson Square because as I'm listening, during the break, there's dead air, nothing, nothing coming out. Mm-hmm. The heck is happening? So I got in my car and I drove to Paris Gibson Square and I went to our little room and there's Dr. Stimfley, mm. sound asleep. Oh, no. <laughs> wheels are going round and round and Uh-oh. nothing's on them. So I thought that was funny because <laughs> it turned out pretty good because I could so I knew I knew how because when my turn came I had to switch the reel and mm-hmm. we listened I mean I turned on the rest of the it was the St Louis Symphony I think turned on the symphony and then when it was over I woke Jack up and he was so embarrassed that was suicide <laughs> <laughs> but the point is that. We got her done. And so I know the other board members always took their turn, but that was one of our humus and humorous incidents. But we just kept the whole thing going, but we didn't preempt much more. To start with, that's how we started with the symphony. And like I said, like you know, you said with uh, reel-to-reel tapes, yeah, they're uh, kind of rare nowadays, and they're very extremely top-heavy, especially the machine itself. Oh, yes. But you have sophisticated equipment. I mean, I've done interviews with you and others now at mm-hmm. a beautiful radio station in the college building. It's compact and it's uh, accessible, and it's not, you know, I, our system was kind of crude. Mm-hmm. But we got it done, and we did other things, too. I mean, we were really very dedicated to keep this radio station going. Mm-hmm. And we had mostly the public radio, which which is what we were we were after, having public radio, so as other places did. I know there were a lot of national programs we enjoyed, but I still enjoy, you know, the the news especially. And I remember uh, mm-hmm. so many uh, special programs that Missoula carried, which they still have. But um, I'm so glad we have public radio here. I think it's filled a real void. I'm so proud of what you guys are doing now. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're really involving the community. Uh, thanks, especially through interviews, new, uh, local news programs, and even uh, music as well, too. We always like to, all the DJs here love to share the music to the community, and, and well, we always people. let the music speak for itself. When I went to the symphony, I always was so happy because Gordon started that years ago and mm-hmm. having the interview before the symphony concert and so I get to know more about what was going on before we even got there but you do the same things now don't you mm-hmm yeah because I know, I know so that uh, we with all the uh, wonderful we have so many cultural activities here as you mm-hmm. say with the uh, museum and the uh, Paris Gibson Square and uh, Lewis and Clark and all kinds of things, but the public radio is an integral part of the whole thing. And so, I want to thank you right now oh. for keeping it going. It's always a, it's always a privilege being here. And uh, can you tell us how much you really like public radio, and and why is it uh, very important for everyone here in Great Falls and all around the North Central Montana region? 
wives love it for for the same reason that I did years ago when I was very young. I'm very old and I still love it <laughs> because um, it gives us uh, a wonderful opportunity to know what's going on in the world and to hear the finest music, the greatest concerts, and to just have access to what they have in the big cities. When we didn't have public radio, you know, we were kind of like babes in the woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't really uh, have that kind of cultural opportunity. I think public radio is so important. Mm-hmm. And I think that people are realizing that now. I know, you know when they have the fun drives, uh, people all over the state are happy to donate. Mm-hmm. So I really thank um, everybody who's affiliated. But, you know, we did something then I don't think they do now because in those days um, there was an opportunity. There was a member on our board, Dr. Bruce Patterson, mm-hmm. who helped us with this, providing little radios to people who were blind. Oh, they were special wow. little radios. And a lot of people here don't realize that's one of the things our radio association did. Uh, they were provided to us. Uh, Terry Conrad in Missoula is the one who started that. Mm-hmm. And we didn't um, broadcast from Gray Falls, but from Missoula what they would do, they would have these special people who volunteered to read the paper you know, for people who were uh, impaired, sight mm-hmm. impaired. And so they'd read not only editorials and articles, but they would read the ads so the people would know what was on sale, where, mm-hmm. and they would read the comics. And uh, it was uh, a wonderful service. And nationally, I remember um, public radio nationally had uh, the mayor of New York, was Mayor LaGuardia, his name was, the airport's named after him, mm. Mayor LaGuardia. Mm-hmm. He would read the Sunday comics <laughs> to the people <laughs> who were sight impaired. But the important thing that Bruce Patterson did is he takes these little radios, which were provided to us, and he delivered them to people who were sight impaired. Mm-hmm. And they could keep them as long as they needed them, and then we'd pick them up when they didn't need them. But they really appreciated those little radios. So that was a public service. And Terry Conrad in Missoula knows all about that if if anybody wants to explore that further, because mm-hmm. he is retired from public radio, but he he was very interested in that whole project, I remember. I know that his show, uh, Jazz Sessions, is usually heard on Missoula's end on Thursday afternoons, while, while T.C. Hirsch and I always do the World of Jazz every Wednesday afternoon, actually every Thursday afternoon here on KGPR right at 2, the same time that Terry Conrad has his jazz sessions. Oh, uh, he, he's really a gifted guy. Mm-hmm. I think he retired a lot, but I, he's still doing that one program, I guess. But we don't have access. That's one of the things, you know, when we preempt them, we lose something in Missoula, but we gain something here. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we gain, people like you and Doug Wendt and my good friend uh, Jennings, Elizabeth Jennings. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I like hearing your individual um, programs. I listened to you again today. And one thing I really love about Elizabeth, she always picks a theme. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a theme. And I, I try not to miss those <laughs> forms. It comes on at 11, doesn't it? So yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I listen to BBC afterwards. I mean, I really feel 
that radio, public radio, has helped make us uh, world citizens because we know what the heck's going on all over the world. And how has KGPR, as well as public radio in general, really impact Great Falls as a whole? Yes. Uh, I think the, the fact that uh, you KGPR brings um, cultural news to Great Falls that we wouldn't have otherwise. Mm-hmm. Certainly now with the demise of the Tribune, yeah. I mean, it's really sad. I mm-hmm. don't want to get off on that tangent because that's one of our negatives, losing the Tribune. Mm-hmm. I've been a subscriber since 1945, and I was so sad the other day when we had our last paper delivered, mm. the last paper. It was uh, a sad day. And, heck, I started in 45, so you know how many... Well, we had the Great Falls Leader then. Did you ever hear that paper, the Leader? I've, it's been a long, long time. The Leader was a, a paper that came out. We had two papers. We had the Great Falls Leader and the Great Falls Tribune. But the Tribune was one of the most, oh, mm-hmm. the best papers in the country. My kids, when they visited here and saw our paper, they said, boy, that's a good paper. They had all these wonderful writers and staff. I mean, people like Tom Katinsky, and mm-hmm. I can name so many more who worked for the Tribune. And, you know, we had news that was so excellent. And to be without a paper, um, I know my kids kind of tease me because there's a social network. Well, that leaves something to be desired. It's not the same as having a, a paper, but mm-hmm. now we're having the paper delivered. In fact, I have today's paper mm-hmm. was delivered with my mail, but it's not the same. And it's yeah. not the same paper because mm-hmm. I think we have two reporters, in the, and when I remember going, oh, I hate to get off on that tangent. It depresses me, but I used to go to a Tribune building, and there would be bustling with activity in that newsroom. They had reporters covering everything. And we had a wonderful entertainment section. Mm-hmm. We had the hot ticket. Do you remember the hot ticket? Yes. Oh, the hot ticket had almost had almost everything. In fact, they had everything in there. And, and we used to read the community calendar from the hot ticket a long time ago. Well, see, I think that public radio is trying to pick up the pieces because you have that way now of knowing what's going on through public radio. So you're filling a void, and mm-hmm. I want to thank you. I think I've taken enough of your time. I think I better go. But actually, we've filled that void with where the hot ticket used to be with the Electron, which is um, yeah, yeah. kgpr.org slash Electron, and we're definitely uh, trying to bring that version of the hot ticket back with the Electron, and it definitely helps a lot. And uh, any and peop- anytime people... public radio. Yeah, and anytime people want to um, promote an event of any kind of sort, then the Electron is the place to go. And one thing people have a hard time believing, that public radio is really a labor of love because it is. it's a volunteer. And mm-hmm. they don't realize a lot of people think, well, it's just like all the other radio stations, the commercial. We don't, you don't have commercials. You don't have any, you know, that kind of money coming in. Mm-mm. And uh, everybody's volunteering. I mean, all the Freeforms people... You don't get paid, right? No. Wish we did, but no, not this time. (laughs) Yeah. But in any case, I want to take this opportunity to thank you. And thank you for giving me a chance to talk. You know, that's one thing I love to do. I I can't Mm. do much else. My body won't let me. Mm. My mind says I can do things. My body says forget about it. (laughs) (laughs) um, 
so happy to have it. You made my day. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's always an honor and privilege to interview you as well as all the people I've interviewed in the past. And even just being a part of KGPR is just a privilege, and it still is. And I'll keep on, and we'll keep on, keep keep the ball rolling um, for years for years on. Yeah. Well, you you've been there a long time. You started as a kid. How long (laughs) have you been there? Gosh, uh, since two thousand six. Eighteen years. (laughs) <laughs> you grew up with public radio pretty much i've lived listened to it all my life even when i was um quite small and uh, like like i said it's just ha- it has such a tremendous impact on not only myself and you but pretty much the community as a whole well i'm so proud of you matt because you know you pronounce the names of these wonderful musicians and composers, <laughs> some even national uh, People have problems with some of their names. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you become very professional. Oh, thanks. Thank you very much. You bet, because sometimes that could be a challenge, but uh, I, find, I find ways to make sure that's properly pronounced in order yeah. to um, make it right and make it impactful, with, uh, especially during the classical shows. Well, we're lucky in our community to have you and all the other volunteers at Public Radio. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank all of them for all they've done over the years. Mm-hmm. It's meant a lot. It's meant everything to some people. So, uh, you, you know, you've, you've really done a, a, a great service for people in Great Falls, Montana. Thank you very much. And thanks for calling me and giving me a chance to talk. <laughs> you bet. It's always, like I said before, it's always a privilege. And plus, uh, with KGPR, we've even helped uh, your aid in... Actually, we kind of yeah, kind of had an aid in in restoring the the bridge as well too. Oh boy, we had so many interviews about our poor bridge when we were just dying. You know, people we didn't have much support. Public radio let us go on and talk about the bridge, and we I I don't think it was Mission Impossible, but we did it. It took us thirty years, but as you know. The bridge is completed all the way. Mm-hmm. There's a whole new board now, and they have all kinds of great ideas for the future of the bridge. And it's just not the bridge. I'd, I've just been so involved in, and love this community. I, I was uh, assistant director of McLaughlin Research for years. I mm-hmm. started there as a young widow. When my husband died, mm-hmm. I hadn't worked outside the home for 23 years. And because I had had nurses training, I got a job at McLaughlin Research in 1967. Wow. And I was there for, oh, 25 years or so, and now McLaughlin Research is doing great. I was there when they were thinking of closing it down. Mm. So I feel so blessed to be in this community. And then uh, also with the library. I was on the library board with dear Alma Jacobs. People are always Mm. talking about Alma. Mm -hmm. She was the... head of the library when I was served on her board, and I, I just feel really involved in this community. I just, um, I, I, I just feel that Gray Falls has been such an important place for a lot of people, and I hope it continues. You betcha. And uh, do, you, do you have any closing thoughts, Arlene? My closing thoughts are, uh, I have one wish and one prayer. I'm really blessed with my wonderful family and friends and projects like the bridge and public radio and McLaughlin research and so many things. 
I feel blessed with that, but I'm very sad about what's happened to the world. Mm. My one wish is that somehow, some way, some normalcy could be found. I mean, it's almost like biblical times. Mm. When I hear about the different groups smiting each other, everybody, you know, in the, not just in the world level, and this, even in our country where people used to accept each other, mm-hmm. if we had different ideas, so what? Look, our bridge group, Saving the Bridge, we never talked about uh, politics and let that get no. away. We came from all different types and we just worked together. But now it seems there's a certain animosity that people have toward each other. We, we're all Americans. We should yeah. really try to get along. So to answer your question, my one wish is for the whole planet to find some degree of peace in this world. Absolutely. That's mm-hmm. it. I would like to end with a hope and a dream for peace before I go. There you go. And even peace through public radio. And much as we're trying to be informed of what's happening in the world, thanks to public radio. Right. It brings attention, but I'm hoping it can bring us good news one of these days. Yes. And once again, I am Matt Donnelly, and this has been Electric City Currents. And on the phone with me was one of the founding members of KGPR Public Radio, Arlene Riker. And it's been an honor and a privilege interviewing you today. Thank you very much, Matt, for the opportunity. Bye-bye. And this is KGPR, Great Falls at 89.9 FM.